welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast that is about the ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm your host, Courtney, and today I will be telling you about a <gasps> big hitter in the ad world. I am joined today, actually, by a guest. You may have heard of them. They're, like, on Twitter and shit. Uh, Al! Oh, yeah. Hey, it's me. I'm Al. Yeah. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I, You know what? I thought... Like, we couldn't work the schedules out, but... But we, you know what? We managed to make it happen. We did it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not like, you know, you're over every weekend to record this podcast or anything. Uh, No, that would be wild. That would be so wild. (laughs) We barely know each other. (laughs) Al, today, I have a treat for you. A treat? It's an ad that, you know, has been requested by, I'm going to say, hundreds of people. For the podcast that we haven't released yet? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know... A hundred of people on Twitter who just feel like this should be it. That's, yeah, okay. I'm going to take you on a journey today. Please. Are you ready? I love to go on a journey. <clears throat> just going to swallow down the White Claw. <laughs> mm. We had White Claw and Wieners for dinner. Five years of podcasting together, you're still pulling this shit. <laughs> I know, because you love it, right? <laughs> In 1967, the British band The Who released a concept album called The Who Sells Out. The Who? Oh, no. <laughs> third base? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I Wait, love are we going to go to third base? Well, <laughs> what do you think we're doing right now? Oh, boy. Recording a podcast is third base. Yeah, it What's really second is. base? Um, okay, let's go through the podcast. So if, if podcasting is third base, yeah. which it is, yes, it's the most intimate pers- thing you can do with a person. Is third base supposed to be the most intimate or is the a home, home run? run. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess vlogging would be a home run. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say um, second base is making a zine together. Yeah. Okay. I love it. What's first base then? Um, uh, Twitter DMs. Yeah. I was going to say sliding into someone's DMs. I'm glad we solved that. Yeah. I'm on the first line. Of it. I'm so sorry. Keep no, going. I love it. I love it. I love it. Do you know? Do you know the who? The who sells I'm, out. I'm yes, familiar okay. with the who and the who sells out. Great. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 This album title was both a reference to the who selling out concerts across Europe and the U.S. and the fact that the band had gotten into the lucrative business of singing and writing commercial jingles yeah yeah that year they had sung an updated more rock and roll version of things go better with coke sung originally in like 63 by the limelighters oh the limelighters did kind of like you know 63 like doo-woppy like mm-hmm. if you haven't heard the who's version of things go better with coke it is the who version Ooh. it is hard rock huh. it's very very good The Who Sells Out album was put together to sound like a commercial radio station, complete with radio station stings and fake advertisement that played in between songs. The fake advertisements include jingles for Heinz Beans, (laughs) which is very good. I think it's on their album cover, too, like just a can of Heinz Beans, acne cream, deodorant, and a bodybuilding program. I feel like they know their audience. I feel like they very much know their audience. That's right. I never really thought about that. The bodybuilding program Sting is my favorite, I think, off the whole album. The album was called 
quote, the most successful concept album ever by Rolling Stone in 1999 and was 113 on their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Wow. For, for an album about TV commercials. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, we're getting there. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing a little butt wiggle. You are. Because I'm about to talk about a couple of, like, heavy hitters. Like, I, we haven't even gotten to the big boy. But we're probably going to do ad creeps about these next ads I talk about. That's how heavy this is. <laughs> the relationship between recording artists and advertisement campaigns ran deep throughout the 60s. In 64, the Rolling Stones blasted out a Rice Krispies TV ad with a get-it-over-with tempo, complete with harmonica and Mick Jagger lead vocals. Have you heard that one? No. It is... It's hard for Rice Krispies. (laughs) Like, it is a hard turn for, like, Rice Krispies. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says Rice Krispies for you. I don't think the three little elves were involved. No, I would think they were back in their, like, little tree or whatever. (laughs) No, they were doing coke with, like, Nick. (laughs) Fucking. Yeah, it was a hard, like, the 60s, all the ads I'm going to talk about, it is, it's going for this weird, like, like, Mr. Sandman-esque early 60s to, like, we're hard now. (laughs) We, like, rock. Uh, Speaking of hard rock... In 68, Iron Butterfly offered up their psychedelic riffs to sell Ban On Roll On deodorant. Wow. Sorry. That was Ban Roll On deodorant. The jingle that they went with, it's in my head forever after listening to it. Ban won't wear off as the day rolls on. Oh, that's incredible. It's so fucking good. Oh, that's really good. And it's, it's, it's Iron Butterfly vocal, so it's Ban won't wear off. It's so good. I love that. It is. Like, we're going to do ad creeps about all these, I'm sure. That one's very good. Uh, Speaking of psychedelic, Jefferson Airplane belted out a song about white Levi's in 67. (laughs) Have you heard that one? No. Complete with back-masking vinyl, sitars, and didgeridoos. Wow. That one is incredible because it is literally Grace Slick Mm -hmm. just singing white levi's over and over again now jefferson airplane that's a lot i don't i don't know about that one champ it's been- <laughs> It was huge. It was weird. It was out there, man. It was out there, man. One of the most uh, prolific recording artists turned jingle creator was Barry Manilow. And again, we're going to talk... We'll probably talk about Barry. We'll get to Barry. We will touch on Barry. Because he... mm, uh, (laughs) Made some good ones. He authored the several long-running jingles, such as I'm Stuck on Band-Aid, Like a Good Neighbor... And McDonald's, You Deserve a Break Today. Wow. Which is a bop. Those are big boys. Big boys. You Deserve a Break Today was actually named Advertising Age's Jingle of the Century, which is, that is the jingle. In 71, they said, in the century, that is the biggest jingle. That's wild. Yeah.
McDonald's jingle ran from 71 to 75. It took until 2003 for McDonald's to once again join forces with a hot recording artist of the day to produce the most memorable slogan and jingle in its history. <gasps> wow. You got a little inkling of what that might I be? I think I have Maybe? a feeling. Okay, you got a feeling deep down? Inside? Deep down inside. We're going to go. It's going to get buck wild before we get there. <laughs> in 2002, McDonald's was suffering. It had posed its first quarterly loss in its history, losing $344 million. Boo-hoo. Well. <laughs> and you know what? I thought... Oh, well, 2002, it's probably like a 9-11 thing. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh. It was Subway. <laughs> oh, eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the problem, rival fast food companies were sprouting up everywhere. McDonald's was also constantly under threat from its number one competitor, Subway. It needed to recapture the magic with a brand new ad campaign. <sighs> this is the first time in its history, like, it had to close... 200 underperforming restaurants like in a big swing and it had to pull out of i think three countries at the time oh wow like you never hear of mcdonald's pulling out of anything (laughs) they stick a condom on they're in baby they're in for life (laughs) put a ring on it mcdonald's began its search with a campaign competition that pitted 14 different ad agencies against each other for jingle supremacy i want to see this reality tv show oh yeah could you imagine i would would eat that (laughs) up i would lick the bowl the winning agency was hay and partner a small german company based outside of munich this underdog won out over the bigger heavy hitting ad agencies with its slogan Ich lieb East. Hmm? <laughs> they also delivered a five-syllable jingle. Do you know what that five-syllable jingle is? Ba 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 ba. Oh, the tingle jingles. <laughs> the jingle tangles. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't. They they didn't make it. The way you just sang it, yeah. wasn't the original. Really? Uh, they had some help. I'll get into that. But they just came up with the five syllables. That's it. Ooh. It's almost history, baby. In order to give this jingle a little bit more pizzazz, McDonald's called in Morris Butch Stewart, the music maker behind Oprah's theme song. Also, if you Google Butch just Butch Stewart, there's also another guy who is the head of Sandals. The resort? The resort. It's not this guy. (laughs) But I was very confused. I thought, oh, this is my story now. Also, just probably like a lot of Butch Stewarts. There's a lot of Butch Stewarts. How do you get the nickname Butch? Yeah, because I want it. Is it given to you? I think it's given to you in a 1960s gang. Oh. I just got the nickname from my 1960s gang, Curly. Curly? Yeah. I'm the I'm the funny one. <laughs> you know? What's your 1960s greaser nickname? Rutabaga. <laughs> that was the Big Bop. The Big Bop? Yeah. <laughs> That's you. That's the Big the Bop. The Big Bop. Yeah, you're the Big I Bop. I love it. <laughs> It's the hair. Yeah. It's the, it's the little hair thing. Butch's jingle punch-up was such a hit, and that's when you got the ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, we did a little thing there. <laughs> I like that. It was such a hit, they decided to launch this new music slogan, and that's what they call it, a music a slogan. A music slogan? Yeah, it is that's so... fascinating. It is so, like, entrenched. It is a, not a slogan. It's not, it's not like a little jingle. It's a musical slogan. It is its first ever global campaign. But to ensure that this ad would be a hit, McDonald's 
had a secret plan to fully ingrain their jingle, sorry, their musical slogan into the zeitgeist before the first TV ad was slapped across the internet. They're going to get in the zeitgeist? Remember how I said they just get in there? <laughs> they just get they in. Don't, the, they don't pull out. They stick it right they in stick the zeitgeist. It right in. <laughs> they said spread them. And even when they're done, they just stay in there. Yeah, they just stay in they, there. They're soft now, but they're still in there. <laughs> they just stuff it in. Like a French fry. Oh. You know how you know how when you get French fries or like takeout McDonald's French fries, they're fresh when they go in the bag. Yeah, but it's like a time cube in the bag. It's so important. And you might be just it might be minutes outside the bag, but it is years inside the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get out, when you get out your first French fry, that French fry is twenty years old. But it's perfect. Is it perfect? The first all, one. The, the first, first one's, one's perfect. Okay, because you've been waiting for. It. Oh, I see. I see. I see. And then there's it's a steep curve downhill. Then it's just like this fry in my mouth is older than a lot of it's fucking countries. Older in than the world. sin. <laughs> it is sin. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? I um I think we spoke on it on our other podcast, but I hadn't had a chicken nug mm. in like seventeen years. Yeah, I had my first chicken nug um a couple years back. It was pretty good. It's like, that's the thing is like 17 years difference and they're always going to taste the, the same. same. It was the same. The crispiness. like Whatever the film. There was a film. There was a film. No one talks about the film. There's a film. <laughs> there is a film. I get why people drink Coke or whatever with it. Yeah. You have to wash that shit down. I mean, it's what is positive 17 years later is that it's no longer possible to get a gristle nug. No, that's what took me out of the game. The gristle. The yeah. gristle. <laughs> you get one hard nug, you're done. Oh, God. McDonald's hired Pharrell Williams to crank out the hit and Justin Timberlake to croon the lyrics. Steven Suit, uh, the music industry veteran and marketing exec who introduced McDonald's to Timberlake, said this ad campaign approach was, quote, reverse engineering. In his book, The Tanning of America, interesting, I don't know, I don't know what that book's about. Okay. Stout, or Stout, explained the process, quote, Commission a song to be performed by an iconic artist, promote it for months before the McDonald's am- uh, campaign, and at the same time start promoting the market slogan. What they're doing is they are paying Justin Timberlake to sing their basically their musical slogan and not connecting it to McDonald's. Now, this is a great example of ad, ad creeps. creeps. Yeah. <laughs> what is, I know we put it in our Twitter, but like, can you explain what an ad creep is, actually? Yeah. So, ad creep is the concept that over time, advertising is becoming and has become more and more prevalent in other areas of our life that is basically creeping into every yeah. area of our lives. And if you've, you know, grown up in the era that we have from sort of the late 80s to today, yeah. that's definitely something that you have noticed and has been you know, sort of at the forefront. Yeah. I mean, even us, we are the generation that grew up with the internet, the first generation that had the internet. And just like the amount of video games, online internet video games, that was just advertising. Yeah. I wanted to play the SpongeBob game. Guess what? Advertising. Or the Cheetos, the Cheetos Cheetos game. And, and, um, I mean, even commercials or uh, even animated television shows are uh, an example of ad creep. Yeah, you know that. You I know, know that because they are they are advertisements for toys. Yeah, yeah, they are. The cartoon is an advertisement. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that I could get into whole, that whole thing. That, oh, that's a whole, that's a whole other, other fucking Ronald Reagan oh, like fuck. six future Ronald six part Reagan series. like oh just oh. 
Because he, there was this whole thing about, yeah, in the 80s where they just, they said, hey, you know, you can't regulate commercials for kids. And oops, <laughs> then our generation was born. <laughs> oh. Rest in puke. <laughs> you. In the fall of 2003, the song, I'm Loving It, hit the radio waves and the internet. You know, gotta get on that internet. 2003. You, you gotta get on, you gotta be on there, you gotta be playing your Neopet. <laughs> Uh, the single which appeared on JT's. Should I call him JT? Yeah. I didn't know. Like, when I wrote this, I'm like, should I call him JT or Timberlake or just Justin? And you, like, called up your best friend on the phone and you're like, should I call him JT? JT? Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> but then I want to say JTT. That's a different... That's a different guy. That's a different man. That's a different heartthrob. Yeah. In all of our hearts. <laughs> God, JTT. JTT, though. Whew. That little dude. <laughs> It was a little dude, huh? <laughs> it appeared on JT's second album, Justified, which is a fucking good album. That album is so good. Do you remember this song on it? I don't remember. Okay. That's the weird thing is that I remember. love that album, but I don't remember this song Would on you it. say you're loving it? I'm loving it. I, I guess... <laughs> It cracked the top 100 in the U.S. I'm Loving It did not have any lyrics which directly connected it to McDonald's, but did have the soon-to-be famous musical slogan, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's, oh. I, I was listening to it while I was writing it, and like, this is fucking Honestly, just hearing genius. you sing it makes me want to sing it, yeah. and that's part of what makes it so great. I think we should do it together. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's pay us. <laughs> They don't need us. They don't need our don't. money. I'm about to fucking slander them. Oh, so they good. <laughs> a month later, McDonald's announced that it was going to use I'm Loving It as part of their first global campaign. Very careful to cover up the fact that they had commissioned the song in the first place and had paid JT $6 million to sing it for them. Wow. <laughs> so th- this didn't come out till after. The first ad hit TV's late 2003, featuring vocals and a cameo appearance by Timberlake. I switched to Timberlake. Yeah. Because, again, I didn't feel the JT. I didn't feel him and I had a Even if you want to roll out, like, a T-Lake. Ooh. I don't know about that. (laughs) Production was by the Neptunes, Pharrell, and his partner, Chad Hugo, and a brand new rapping section from Clips, Pusha T, and No Malice. But back then, he was just called Malice. Mm. So I don't know what happened between Malice and No Malice. He just decided that he didn't want malice in his life anymore. I get, you know what? I get it. I love it. I love it. Actually, there's a whole, if you, um, in my sources, there's an article from Pitchfork in which Pusha T actually claims he was the guy who made up the butta ba ba Oh, fascinating. Yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole rivalry. It's hard because there's a whole string of like, and there's another German recording artist that actually claimed in 2009 that he wrote. Look, everyone wants a piece of the ba 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 ba. But I think there was a court case that said you cannot. There, it's five syllables. You cannot. <laughs> you just you can't. You can't. You can't. Sorry. It's funny because it's such its own entity. It's like a piece of art, right? Yeah. At that point, yeah. So many people wanted a piece of the buy. I, f- I feel for Pusha T because Pusha T didn't get any residuals. He got paid up What? Front. Yeah, he got fucking paid up front. Pusha, my man. <laughs> you have got to lock that down. No, he, he, there was a couple interviews. And again, they'll be in my sources. He just got the upfront money and that's it. That's ridiculous. Can you imagine? And this is McDonald's longest running ad campaign. If I was Pusha T, woof. 
I would what? have. Hey, I would have malice. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no malice. The I'm Loving It brand quickly expanded to five commercials that year, translated to 11 different languages. It was such a big hit, McDonald's felt revitalized after their first shaky steps into the new millennium. Stock prices began to rise steadily. They had bought them out at just over 13 a share in the beginning of 2002. Right now, I checked the stock prices. We're hitting 195 <laughs> It was a huge fucking... Yeah. I could not... I just... Thinking back to it, I could not believe how low McDonald's was back then. Yeah, they, they were, needed that win. Make, like Subway had like had them by the balls. They were like fucking uh, Disneyland France. Michael oh, Eisner. Euro, yeah, Euro Disney. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Euro Disney. Fuck yeah. No, it was. It's incredible to think like McDonald's is everywhere now. I yeah. Even, but in 2002, they were on the brink. I mean, I remember when I was in Japan a couple summers ago, yeah. I was so excited to go get that McTeriyaki. Oh, fucking McTeriyaki. It was Subway. Subway had it had it out for them. Eat fresh, man. It was people being healthy, right? Yeah. You remember when we were all like, we're like, we're not going to eat fat or sugar. <laughs> uh, and now it's like, give me the uh, double down. I just want protein and fat. Please, I just need something to make me feel better. <laughs> I need to fill the void. Ugh. I can't be low sugar pudding substitute. <sighs> That's all I can think. I just think people ate a lot of yogurt back then. Oh, they absolutely did. I and mean, I, I have still have a vendetta against And we'll it. get to you, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> You're, we're coming for you <laughs> with your cool little tummy dance. I'm Loving It ads are still going on today, and they have become the longest-running McDonald's campaign ever. There's an actual wiki that breaks down every single McDonald's ad campaign in every single country. Wow. Which is... I I spent far too long on <laughs> When asked about the song, Justin Timberlake... See, I used his full name. <laughs> you know, you don't have to... <laughs> You don't have to litigate it every time. I just felt uncomfortable. Because I want, I want to be closer, but I, I yeah. feel like I'm forcing it. Uh, he looked back on his participation. Quote, I regret the McDonald's deal. I wish I hadn't put so much of myself into it. Wow. Yeah. Just like Barry Manilow, Mick Jagger, Gray Slick, and of course The Who, Justin had sold out. Mic drop! Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! Wow. Nice. I'm loving this. I'm loving it. What do you think? I think it's just, oh man, that, you know, that I remember when I'm loving it came out and we yeah. were all like, I'm loving it. <laughs> but what a wild ride. What a wild ride. Uh, I'm going to play the ad for Al and uh, we'll have the link to the ad that you can, you can watch at home. Uh, do it. It's like a minute long. And then we'll come back after this commercial break. Mm -hmm. We'll return after these messages. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm also Erin. And we host Gaze Gaze, a podcast in which we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. Do you want to know what lesbians love about shows like Killing Eve? Or about movies like The Handmaiden? Dare I say, even reality TV like Tila Tequila's Shot at Love? <laughs> Oh, we did not like that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. But uh, if you want to listen, you can search your favorite podcast app for Gaze Gaze. That's G-A-Y-S-G-A-Z-E. 
Uh, we watched the full version, I believe, so I will link the one-minute version. I believe that was, like, cut into a couple ads, mm-hmm. shorter ads. There's a lot that went on. There A lot happened. Why don't you Why don't you kind of piece it together? What was kind of the big <sighs> moments that you the loved? Big, yeah, the ones that I noticed. Um, gosh, there was, it was just sort of like a pastiche of American culture. Pusha T was rapping. He okay. I gotta say, Pusha T did more work than JT. Uh, yeah. I cannot believe JT got six, six million, million and Pusha got like here, no residuals, probably nothing. Wow, <laughs> that's a crime. It is a crime. Okay, yeah. So much. There was a lot of cars. A lot it, of cars. Life came at me so fast during that. Um, <laughs> is there any like? Yeah, there are a couple moments. Tableaus. Okay. Let's call them tableaus. So there was there's a, a rap line where it says, "I feel like I'm walking to the wrong territory." Yeah, and the camera goes onto a bus that's full of fans of a particular sport team. Yeah, un, unspecified. Yeah, they're wearing a lot of red. There's another line where it says, "Did you notice that the person walking on was in green face paint, and the other, the people in the bus, was red face paint?" That uh, you know what? Whoop, right over my head. <laughs> I did watch this ad 20 million times. (laughs) There's another rap line that's like um, something different this evening. Yeah. Where we see a man in front of a mirror and he's applying an eyeliner. And then uh, we cut to him coming out in full drag in front of an audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's interesting that they put that in. Yeah, I like it. Surprising, I feel. 2003? I don't know if it was, it was, I mean, probably a joke, right? It's yeah, probably, they're jo- probably like, it's probably, probably a like joke. a joke about like, who, <laughs> whatever. Um, wow, okay. And, uh, there was also like a very Michael Sarah looking guy playing with a, a girl, like, sort of flirting. Yeah, yeah, Outside yeah. of what looked like a mall. Was that the same one where the lady, it looked like an awkward teen date and the yeah. lady did a kick and hit Michael Sarah types? coca-cola everywhere yeah okay yeah yeah Um, i like that one yeah so those are the sort of the three main ones that i noticed can i do one more please there uh there's a old car and it's (gasps) rocking and there are two i think there's two kids and i think the kids are like creeping up on it like oh someone's fucking in this car do you now what would be your advice vis-a-vis whether or not they should come and knock in well here's the thing (laughs) (laughs) the kids the kids are like, oh, we gotta see this. We gotta see this. So they came, a, they came and knocking, but it was just like a a drummer who was like drumming in his car, and the kids actually one of the kids threw up his arms and like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I want to see some titties and a and a big old hog. Are you fucking for real, man? <laughs> You're was, not. <laughs> that was actually my one of my favorites. I did not even register that. Oh, it it, went, it happened so fast again. I've watched this ad so many times. <laughs> the other one is the ending. Did mm-hmm. you did you kind of pick up on that last little ending pastiche? The last thing I remember was that car being towed. Okay, the that one was cute. The last one is a little businessman, and he puts a a boombox in front of two like streetwise teens, 
And then he does a little dance. Oh. Yeah, it was really good. I just watched this, and I can't remember <laughs> it at all. But what I do want to comment on yeah. was, at the very end, we get the ba 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 Yeah, yeah. And then Justin oh, singing yeah. the tagline, I'm, I'm loving it. But it was, and you went ooh. Yeah, I went ooh, ooh because it, like, I don't know, it just captured some memory in me. The ad creeps are, have been in us from the very beginning. <laughs> The ad creeps are parasites in our body. Maybe, maybe this podcast. Okay, hear it out. We don't have like a mythos for for this podcast. No, yet. I'm gonna establish one. Okay, I feel like the ad creeps are inside of us. Oh, and we're like Ghostbusters. Oh, we have to capture each ad creep inside of us and pull it out. And then release it. Pull it out through story and tail. Yeah, or through our m- mouths. <laughs> uh, I was going to say maws. And then we're, we're released. Okay. The ad creep is released. I don't, the ad, but I feel like there's so many inside of us. There's, there's so many inside. We're going to do this until we die. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? There's more coming in. All the time. Baby Nut was just recently. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. We're gonna have to talk about baby where nut. the the fucking tiger is on the table, and his name is Baby Nut. We we've we've got a backlog of ad creeps inside of us, and they're constantly swallowing new ones. So it's like it's like we're we're swallowing the baby nut. Yeah, and, but we're but, sucking it back. We're, <laughs> we're sucking, but. Da da ba ba, or sorry, let me say it correctly. Ba da ba 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 just came out of our butts. Yeah, oh, like wait. it's been pulled. Wait, so the ad, do the ad creeps come back out our mouths or do they I, go out our butts? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, if we're eating the new ads, the old ads gotta come out the back. Okay, so we're sort of like, we're sort of like bending around with a straw and like sucking them out. We're human centipeding these ads. <laughs> Is what I, is a reference that I hate it. Man, not many will get. Maybe now the youths, maybe, but uh, uh, that's our curse now. Yeah. So we. This is this is like we're on a timeline from now until we die. And from now until we die, how many of these ad groups can we get out of our butts? Listen, that's my specialty. <laughs> You're trying to blast off. They're not coming. I got a bowel disease. I can tell you, I'm not going to have a problem with this. <laughs> Well, okay, let's actually, to, to break this curse, yeah. this one, we have to do one more thing. We sure do. Uh, we have to plus it up, as yes. I like to say, which means taking this commercial and turning it into something that would appear on TV today. But, like, this one's a little wacky because I'm Loving It is still playing on TV today, so... But I think it's no longer appropriate. You think it's no longer appropriate? Because it's 2020. <laughs> And we're not loving it. And not a single person on earth is ba-da-ba-ba-ba loving it. (laughs) Okay, so, so what are we gonna do with it? Well, I think, I think there's a a little tweak to the slogan. Okay. Um, okay. This is a hard sell, but give it to me. And I think, I mean, maybe even like taking that, the musical slogan into a minor key. Oh, how would you do that? I don't know how to do that. Well, I don't, I can't vocalize it. (laughs) Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, that's just making it sexy. Well, we, we can make or maybe it, even just like we can like make a, it sexy. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I like that. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, you know, like a pastiche of modern American. <laughs> okay, let me hit you with some tableaus. Yeah, number one, DoorDash got your McDonald's. You've been crying. <laughs> Because you've been inside your house for five months, and no one's doing anything. 
And guess what? You're not getting out. Uh-huh. So you open the door, your McDonald's is here, and, and you're, you remove your mask, and it's just tears, and you're not enjoying it, but you're doing your best. <laughs> Another pastiche. Wait, wait, we gotta get the low. After that pas- after that tableau, you gotta do the thing. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bum. I'm, I'm doing, doing my best. best. Then we're we're downtown in yeah. a city. Uh-huh. A, a young kid has a McFlurry in hand. Uh-huh. He takes a bite, looks at it, and whips it at a cop. <laughs> ba 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 ba. I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're about to start your new career. Guess what? You don't have a job anymore. <laughs> also, your grandma has COVID. <laughs> but that ninety nine cent menu. Oh, that's gonna help you out right now in these tough times. I'm doing my best. I like it. Yeah. I think McDonald's can, like, get real. I think they need to get real. I think they need to get real. Because, again, no one, and I mean no one, is loving it. (laughs) Now, can I... Can I add just one little thing? Yeah. I was going to say bring Pusha T back, but I don't think he wants to work with McDonald's. I would not. I mean, if I were Pusha T, I would never work no. with McDonald's again. Chris Kirkpatrick. <gasps> What's he doing? His best. <laughs> I was going to say Lance Bass, but he's like, he's. Oh, he's Lance got Bass is in space. Yeah. So, <laughs> bye. And frankly, he's in a better place right now. Chris Kirkpatrick. What's he doing? <laughs> What's he up to? He's doing his best. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, 2020. That's good. We punched it up. I think so. Very I think good. we made it more accurate. Yeah, very good. You know, so, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Ugh. There it is. I don't know about this. I just farted. <laughs> yeah, every, every, at the end of every we have thing, to we pretend have, to we have shit on an egg. <laughs> I don't like that. Like a human gotcha pond. <laughs> the egg is like a, we, we gotta take out like a little kinder egg from our butts. And we open it and it's JT, JT and Pharrell is in there and... I said, you're free. (laughs) And their spirits drift off into the night. But you know what is ironic? We've got like 20, 100 more McDonald's ads in That's what's so wild. That's what's... I just scratched the motherfucking surface, my dude. Well, uh, to free us of another ad, I think... We need to do a local ad. Yeah. Okay. So this local ad is from our own province. It is from 1985. And it is advertising something that I would say in this day and age is well and fully dead. And that's journalism. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to clarify that so we're not like fake news? Um, you just mean there's no newspapers anymore. Well, no, I mean the the, the very standards of what journalism is and supposed to, is supposed to represent is being eroded every day. Correct. I like that you chose this ad. But back in 1985, everything was groovy, baby. <laughs> As we said in 1985. <laughs> okay, let's watch this ad. The province really lights up my day. It's a fun paper to read. It really reflects Vancouver's lifestyle. I'm an early morning jogger. When I get back from my run, the paper's there. I really like that. I really like the fashion section. It's bold and colorful. It's great. I always spend my Sunday mornings with the province. The province sports section is almost like being at the game. In my business, you need to keep up with the news, and the province is great when you're in a hurry. I like the province's entertainment section. They really know how to face the music. I like Dear Abby. The classifieds. It's great. It's bright. It really is. So this is from the province, which mm-hmm. is our newspaper, local newspaper. Um, I don't feel good about that ad. No? No. Why is that? Because it's 2020. <laughs> 
and I'm doing my best. Yeah. Uh, why, tell me why you picked that ad. I just thought it was interesting. Like, I what I liked about it was the way it showed a quote-unquote slice of life from, like, different people in Vancouver. Mostly rich white people. Yeah, almost entirely rich white people, <laughs> um, with a couple exceptions. Yeah. Um, also, I love that Merman Fernandez is in it, who's a, um, a football player. Oh. Um, I believe was with the Lions. Dang. Um, and I think was not is not from BC and was not in BC for super long, but they're like, we got to get a football player on here. <laughs> and I also like the, his little title because they all have their little job yeah. titles. And his job title is pass catcher. <laughs> and I just love that. <laughs> it's not like former BC line. It's pass catcher. Pass catcher. I also like art importer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was also concert pianist. Yeah. Uh, there was just a s- slice of Vancouver life in 1985. <laughs> But, you know, a certain slice, not the a, other. A particular slice. Not the other slices. Okay, thanks for that local ad. You're so welcome. If uh, the peeps out there have a lot of creeps inside of them, and they want to get them out, and they want to send us their local ads, where should they get in touch with us? You should send us an email to adcreeps at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at adcreeps. Yeah, we got lots of stuff up there. And uh, we post all of our uh, sort of, we post some fun things from our sources for each episode and and different things that you might enjoy. So come check us out. Uh, You can also like request. If there's like an ad creep that is inside your body and you have to get out, request it. Maybe we'll we'll do it. We might talk about it. We might talk about it. And also, hey, because this isn't like a new podcast. No. Is it? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it feels like we've been doing it forever. What we'd love for you to do if you're listening and enjoying it is to, to give us a rating and a review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, reviews on our on your podcast app of choice. Yeah, but especially iTunes. Yeah, that, that really really helps us that out. Shoot, that shit certainly certainly rocks our boat. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. I think I think the the bada ba 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 ad creep that came out of my butt. It there's a lot of room left in there. <laughs> so all this all this other stuff is just, just kind of jiggling out. Anyway, until next time, we're signing off. It weren't for my spouse.